Fictional Friends, and welcome to another episode of Fully Booked. I'm Megan. And I'm Shereen. And it's the last week of June. It is the mm. end of Thriller Month here. Summer! Yeah. yeah we're, <laughs> fully, we're fully in it now. Yeah, it's sticky. We're going to the beach. We're laying in the sun, sort of. Mostly in the shade, honestly. Yeah. Like you laying in the we're, sun. We're like slathering on the sunscreen <laughs> and then spending some time in the sun. Megan's like what a witch would be like on a beach, like with a giant sun hat. Like, Yeah, we went to Mexico this year and I like hid in the shade the entire time. And it's great because I didn't wind up with any horrible anything Burns. really. So, yeah. yeah. Good. So I'm appreciative of it. It's the way to go. Yeah. yeah. But in celebrating the end of the month anyway <laughs> we're still talking about the thrillers at least for this week Thriller. and oh boy <laughs> i think you've done that in every episode this month. i didn't know oh, i didn't do it in the last yeah, one i guess not <laughs> it's the one the one that we're gonna get <laughs> um we thought we'd sit down and talk about sort of I guess the advent of the thriller to a certain extent and how it kind of influenced a lot to do, especially with like police procedurals, detective fiction, and how it kind of, I find anyway, at least now, especially based on bestseller lists, sort of reinvigorated those mm. to a certain extent and added, I think, a whole new layer to them that did not necessarily exist before. Definitely. Um, so we're going to kind of get into all of that and talk about just like our thoughts about that. But um, before we do, Shereen, what's on your nightstand? Well, I'm reading, um, what is it called? I keep forgetting the name. The Last Guest House or something? I think I think it's The the Last House Guest, The maybe? Last House Guest. I'm not sure. Um, it's, it's not bad. It's actually a thriller. Um, it's giving me, like, serious, like, Veronica Mars vibes without, like, the, so far, the detective-y side right. of things. Right, okay. Um, her best friend. So it's about this girl who is, you know, I assume living in a kind of a, a vacation town like where a lot of wealthy people have their vacation homes and um her best friend went missing the year before mm-hmm. um and uh found dead basically um and so everybody presumes that she uh you know kind of threw herself off a cliff mm-hmm. um but the main character I love it when people do that when like this person maybe had like no inkling that they had any suicidal right. ideations whatsoever and I think that there was like a suicide note found but like right. the friend just does not believe that that's what happened so um the story is kind of unfolding a little bit it's not bad like it's not you know, like the most riveting. I right. thought that given the storyline, I would have been flipping through it a little bit faster, but it's all right. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Um, I, what did I finish recently? I read Crazy Rich Asians mm. to like check out sort of what it was. It was fine. Yeah. I wasn't, I don't know. Look, I don't pretend to understand any of the cultural implications of it or anything like that. That whole side of things, I am not the right person to speak to like yeah. that aspect of things. Um, but as far as like a, sort of rom-com-ish story, it was fine. It was what it was. I wasn't all that, you know, kind of impressed with it in was one way or the other. accurate to it? Sort of, yeah. There are definitely a lot of aspects that they changed. I think the books are a lot more drawn out. I think mm. they shoved a lot more into the movie to probably keep it rolling at, mm. like, a steadier pace because there's definitely more more detail to um, the books. And I I don't know. I, w- I feel like the character of um, Eleanor there, the mother... In the movie, I thought, I think it's because Michelle Yeoh is just a good actress, but um, I feel like she was a lot more 
the movie version of her is much more intimidating, mm. you know? So I could see in the movie why she would be like intimidated by a character yeah. like this. But in the book, I was like, eh, like she seems kind of more wishy-washy and stuff and more naggy than anything else oh, as I a see. mom, as opposed to like a very commanding presence, Oh, interesting. which I okay. feel that she does have in the film. So interesting. yeah, so it was kind of an interesting difference. So I read that and I recently also just finished, um, Emily Henry's most recent book called oh, yeah. Happy Plays. Was that good? Yeah, there's something, I don't know, I think I've read all of Emily Henry's books now, and I'm not, like, a huge always-reading contemporary romance person. Yeah. Um, But there's something about her books, I always enjoy them. I guess it's because they do feel like they're also, like, real-world people who have real-world problems Mm. within the romance aspect of whatever the story is that's taking place in this one. It's, um, It's a good one. It's basically a couple who haven't told any of their friends that they technically broke up about four or five months prior and they're going to their usual um beach house that one of their friends families has in Maine for a week um one of them wasn't supposed to be there and they arrive and they're both there basically because they were both invited for a very last minute surprise Mm. from their friends Mm. um which I won't give away and and basically they decide to spend the week pretending that they're still together with a lot of unresolved feelings and a lot of like you know still a lot of like love between the characters kind of and it's sort of like how do we you know move through this how have we changed how have how has our relationship with our friends changed because we've all changed as people um but yeah I don't know I don't know what it is she she tugs at my heartstrings her stuff just really like works for me I guess as far as contemporary romance is it's very heartfelt um and she's she's good at sexual tension like in a realistic way not like in an over-the-top kind of way like in a way that I'm like oh okay wow yeah when I'm reading it I'm like oh yeah no I believe that yeah I am no I am I also just finished Pineapple Street, um, which seems to be quite popular, but honestly, like, a whole lot of nothing happened in the book. It's just about, like, this family. They're very wealthy. They live in New York City, and, you know, the wife of the brother is from not, not from money, and so she's just very, like, she kind of hates on them a lot for their behaviors Mm -hmm. because they're very, like, thoughtless people, basically, and then, you know, you... You get to know the family and, like, why they are the way they are. Anyway, it's just, like, a bunch of things that happen. You're like, eh. Like, it's (laughs) fine. It's fine. Like, I got (laughs) through it okay. I mean, I was on a a five-hour train journey. Oh, right, yeah. Like, there and back to Toronto. So I did finish it then, but uh, I was like, it's fine. Like, it was okay. Is this a popular book? I've never heard of this story I don't know. Like, they keep putting it, like, on display at Indigo and... You know, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but the cover is, was pretty. Is it is it Canadian? Is that why? I don't think so because oh. it takes part in it takes place in New York City. And all right, stuff, I don't. And they're know all then. Americans. Yeah, so. I suppose not. Then I yeah. don't know. Sometimes I mean, that's what happens. I could very easily see them making this into a movie or something sure. because, like, it's really just about like the relationships between the characters, right? And, like, okay. what's going on in their individual lives? So it's very much one of those. Like, okay. it w- it would almost be better as a movie kind of thing. Oh, you okay. Know? Okay, I gotcha. All right. Well, you know. It's fine. We're going to talk about different types of things, not yeah. not romance and not just relationships between characters, because we're talking about thrillers, and we all know that the thrillers are more about the twists than anything else. Say that. It's true. Yeah. Um, so I mean, okay. So I I guess to I guess to think about it or to talk about it, you kind of have to talk a little bit about like the like thrillers or thriller and suspense aspects of stories Mm. I think that back in the day (laughs) when you know back when epic poetry was being written and whatnot the suspenseful suspenseful uh, suspenseful aspects were just 
basically called adventure at that point, but there were definitely like certain elements mm. and certain like old stories yeah. that had very much like that kind of feeling to them, you know? And even if you look at like more more classic literature, I feel like when I, like, you know, I was reading up a little bit of stuff and I was like thinking about it and I was like, you know, it's true. I think something like, for instance, like The Count of Monte Cristo is this, like, probably one, like a much earlier iteration of like a revenge thriller. Definitely. You know? Think of like um, Northanger Abbey as well. Yes, exactly. also like, has like that mystery thriller mystery edge thriller to it. aspect to it, you know. And I then mean, you like I mean gothic really. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. They a lot of them do have that, you know. And even if you look, yeah, something like, you know, if you're looking at something with like sort of thriller suspense tendencies look at like little red riding hood like it's suspenseful she's being stalked by a wolf through the woods right and she has to like you know not very well make her way around it because she literally gets eaten but whatever (laughs) yeah i mean for sure like there's you can apply this notion to a lot of stories and many stories have this like even like from a fantasy point of view like take your Again, I go back to take your Harry Potter. Like yep. those are mysteries and like they are like there is detective all- mysteries up until like the fourth year. Yes, there's you know? very often there is a whodunit aspect yeah. to a lot of stories across like a varying number of genres, and it doesn't always have to be the like oh someone's dead. It's yeah. not always no, bad. There no. can just be like a it's whodunit, a yeah, yeah. A whodunit or mystery aspect to it. It's just that I think that the whodunit aspect of things made the emergence of like a detective novel yeah. such a like such an easy transition to make where it's like we were bringing in these like like usually lead characters mm. who were law enforcement where yeah. you're able to follow the progression of the case because it's literally their job to solve it right so it's easy for you as the reader to have that be your lead character so right. that way you're getting all of the details as they are finding out what happens and the discoveries that they make you make along the way also it the fact that they are law enforcement they do easily get access to the information like yes. they have that authority to go and look for the information yeah whereas it becomes a little bit harder when it's like a you know a group of kids who are investigating something and they shouldn't be there (laughs) you know your hardy boys are like they go about things in a slightly different way which is also why oftentimes like the hardy boys or nancy drew or those sorts of things that's also why a lot of the time you know they weren't getting any official information you know those kids find out everything by like talking to people stumbling across small pieces of evidence that they can pile together but they're not like filing police reports or reading any of like the specific details which is also why a lot of the time their mysteries are a lot they don't have very high stakes in comparison it's the mysteries without the murders exactly sometimes there are like sometimes you're like whoa these kids are investigating a moida what's what's happening what are you doing what are we reading guys but yeah it's very often not that and i think you know I think that obviously everybody got really into the flow of a detective fiction, you know, with obviously with like Sherlock Holmes and then after that Miss Marple and Poirot and all of those like bigger detective types um, because no matter what, these sorts of mysteries are very formulaic. Like they have like, you know, sort of a beginning, a middle and end and it's all tied together by like the clues that are provided throughout the course of the story that generally this detective figure quote unquote uncovers. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that I guess, I guess to a certain extent, like maybe some of Sherlock Holmes stuff kind of does have like certain aspects of like thriller to it. 
and everything because sometimes it was like revenge for Mm. a certain thing or whatever and there were oftentimes murders and stuff so there are aspects of that but I do think that Agatha Christie got into that aspect of things a little bit more when she wrote like you know and then there were none yeah um, murder on the orient express Mm. like a lot of you know those ones those are they're mysteries yes and they're detective fiction primarily because your lead is a detective but you know the reasoning I guess and like the sort of sense of why certain some of these crimes occur has a very like thriller-esque sensibility to it you know like where that's it like you know we all wanted revenge and murder on the Orient Express so everybody killed this man and all that kind of stuff like those sorts of things I hated that story by the way It really annoyed me. I'm I'm like, really, there isn't one person. Like, I like a mystery that has like a neat little tie up at the end. Okay. Like like those are my favorite ones where you know you're you're kind of flipping through the story and you're trying to get to the end and then there's a a good twist at the end and there's a good like tie up with all the answers. You know. See, I like something messier. I like something where it's like, yeah, this guy was disgusting Mm. and all of these people killed him Mm -hmm. and you know the detective at the end is kind of like yeah okay fine I'm not gonna arrest anyone it's okay (laughs) I know and it makes you wonder like in real life would that actually happen probably not probably not maybe in only very specific circumstances Mm. I don't know we'll see we're getting another movie from Kenneth Branagh this year uh Haunting in Venice all right okay because we had um what was the one that came out? Death on the Nile. Death on the Nile, which yeah. is a, I think it's a follow up to Murder on the Mur- Murder on the Orient Express. I think it's like not long after, or almost immediately following that story, whatever mm. it is. Um, but yeah, we're getting Hunting in Venice, which there, um, I saw the trailer for it recently. Uh, much more gothic. Oh, is going it really? For. Yeah, so much, yeah, so much. We're, we're back there. You yeah, know? so like we the, we the do kind of stories. Yeah, yeah. it's very much more um, about like a seance yeah. and stuff, and like a haunting with like a family who I think are trying to contact the a child who died like the spirit of a child who died or something so interesting that gets yeah and so it's like are there really ghosts or is somebody just being spooky on purpose Mm. like I don't know (laughs) I think it's gonna be a little bit more like that because we were watching (laughs) my fiance and I were watching the trailer and we were like oh what's this is this just like a weird like gothic story and then Kenneth Branagh popped up with his mustache and I was like is this a Poirot novel like what is this I'm so confused and then I kind of like realized what it was after it's uh I believe they're calling it a haunting in Venice and it's based on the story Halloween Party um, which was written oh, by Agatha Christie. So yeah. I have that book. I don't think I've ever read it. So it's somewhere in my giant pile. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, growing up, Agatha Christie was always part of the bookshelf. Um, I think, but more for the Miss Marple side of things. I The cozier aspect. I struggled stuff. with Miss Marple a lot. Like, I just... I, I was, never really got into the Miss Marple ones. No. I've read a few Poirot, and I definitely prefer those yeah. if I have to choose. I always found Miss Marple very wishy-washy, and, like, yes, she, the idea is that, you know, she's a woman, and it's she's kind of um, flies under the radar, because you wouldn't assume that a woman would be able to figure this out, and, like, and I get that. Isn't she, like, a woman in her 60s, Yeah, basically? she's, like, a sweet old lady, yeah. basically, um, but she always figures these things out, um... Not my thing. I always kind of thought, well, why not be more kind of out there with your successes and what you're able to do? But I guess it was kind of of the times, right? Yeah, of course, that you wouldn't expect a woman to do that at that time. So it's kind of understandable. Um, It's interesting to see kind of the um, evolution of the detective novel of what we're seeing now. Because we're talking about, you know, stories that were written a very long time ago. Mm -hmm. um, Where it was, you know, we mentioned Nancy Drew, The Hardy Boys, Poirot, Miss Marple. These are all, and you know, think of TV shows like Columbo and like that kind of thing. 
these are detectives who had recurring like spotlights if you will yeah um and they just kept coming back and there's that familiarity about having that detective Mm -hmm. that almost makes these stories a little bit more cozy even though they are about a murder you know it's a hundred percent it's absolutely true because even if i think of like even in more recent years even if i think of like an entertainment perspective like okay if you look at literature you're gonna get like an alex cross or something which again carries you through like a shit ton of novels or even like Jack Reacher, yeah. those ones that carry you through an entire series of novels. And then if you look at TV shows, mm-hmm. um, I recently watched the first season of The After Party on Apple TV, which is a comedy series, basically, uh, which is a locked room mystery. There's an mm-hmm. after party uh, after like a 10-year high school reunion or 15-year high school reunion, whatever it is, um, with a group of people. The guy who's hosting the party is killed, Mm. and the detective who shows up, she has a limited period of time to figure out who actually did it, because it has to have been one of the people who was attending the party. Okay. And to prove this, basically, like, she's on a time clock because there's someone else showing up to take over, and she doesn't want them to. And so, like that aspect like that locked room mystery has existed for decades and we're still working with something Mm -hmm. like that now and that continuity exists because there's a second season of the show that's coming out shortly it's a new mystery but the same detective so again that familiarity that carries you through it's like a glass onion um, yeah knives out is very like that yeah is another one of those again where again it's easy to have okay well here's my here's what's like what joins these two films is this character is Benoit Blanc who takes me through Mm -hmm. these different um stories and it's like I don't need any other familiarity I have him so I can follow that and it's a very like genius way of writing a story or a a screenplay because people are drawn to things that they are familiar with that they enjoyed before and all you have to have is a character you don't have to build a whole world you don't have to build any of that like you've got this one character that you say oh I enjoyed that movie in the past I'll definitely watch another one so I'll definitely I would like this one as well because it's got a very similar vibe to it and it's got a character that I already recognize Mm -hmm. in it exactly so that does make a big difference um I and I think that that's it I think the further along you get the less things become like a straightforward mystery and the more they become like a thriller. Yeah. So the less that you have Miss Marple, the more that you have Psycho. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. The more that you have like those types of stories where it's like, like Psycho Soccer stories are like a big thing mm-hmm. in a lot of like thriller types of books and stuff like that that you come across like some like Psycho Stalker character, which, you know, you could technically compare to Little Red Riding Hood. You could. That wolf was a psycho stalker. Yeah, he was. Damn, he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. And Um, then you just trace the line from that to Norman Bates, (laughs) and you have your psycho. And you're not far. And you're not far off. But I think there's something to be said about true crime in our culture now. And how that's had an effect on, like, the literary space. Yes, Yes. For sure. You know, a lot of what we're seeing coming out on TV, especially Netflix Prime, they're they're really capitalizing and even podcasts on true crime a hundred percent and you know you can draw these parallels between like the fiction and then the reality Mm -hmm. and then sometimes they create fiction based on reality of course where Um, you have dramatized depictions of these 
true stories. Yeah, Zodiac. Uh, um, Zodiacs. Ha- oh my God, they've had a ton. They've had a couple of different Manson. They've had a good few different Manson ones they now. Have Ted Bundy ones. They've had that Ted Bundy one with what's his name? Zach, Zach Efron. Zach That's Efron. it. Thank you. Extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile, or something. Something like that. And then they had obviously the one this year with uh, what's his face, Evan Peters. Yes, they had the Dahmer one. Yeah. Uh, they had the Boston Strangler. Yeah. Um, God, there are a, there are a ton of them. Yeah, and so it's you know, and I I guess all of what we're saying is it begs the question of what is our fascination with this? You with know? like really heinous crime, not like yeah. not necessarily just like we all love the cozy aspects of mystery, right? But, but we, we really, really come away from it. We really know? get drawn into like yeah. the gnarly shit, and this is coming from somebody who regularly listens to true crime She's podcasts. Literally wearing a shirt right now that says "Sorry, I can't." My murder shows are on. <laughs> It's very on brand for me. <laughs> but it's, it, it begs the question, you know, like as a society, we moved away from these cozy, like Miss Marple, Poirot, Columbo. Yes. Um, into these like more gritty and early, like, yeah, I have a detective, but that detective is fucked up and he yeah. has to work on some fucked up case. It's true. <laughs> and I think like um, Joe Nesbo does a lot of like yes. these ones. Those like and, Nordic noir yeah. sort of police procedurals are, mm-hmm. are very big in Scandinavian countries yeah. as well like you know girl with the dragon tattoo all of the joe nesbo ones um which are harry hule i think is the name of the detective in a lot of his stuff um and there are a ton a ton of other ones as well well this is it and so it's like are we just you know so used to seeing these stories on tv you know like um yes i think happens you know someone gets murdered and we see it on the news and they talk about it over and over and over again and then we we want to dive into it and we want to find out like what happened here and you know I think we're coming away from this like we're trying to anyway I I rephrase when something bad happens Mm -hmm. in the media we're hearing it more and more where it's like let's not focus on the killer or the person who committed the crime yes let's focus on the victim or survivor or whatever the situation is you want to say it but I think then we find ourselves like watching shows about Dahmer and like all these people and so it's like I think our intentions are good, but I think there's something that we get drawn into, you know? We do. We get drawn into the darker aspects of humanity because there's something um, much more frightening about the fact that these things actually happen as opposed to being just penned in a work of fiction. It's, it's, much, it's like a much scarier thing for people to think about. And I wonder if it's because we're, um, you know, looking for that um answer to say well you know Dahmer did this but he's nothing like me so I could never do that you know what I mean like and it's like these were just like right and I'm using air quotes here regular people Mm -hmm. um and so it's like well if these were regular people how did they get to this point yeah like what drove them to this and how do I avoid it myself basically (laughs) um yeah a hundred percent and I think that and so I think that in a way, well, I mean, we're desensitized to it because mm. there's so much that exists about it. And mm. because of that, our, uh, you know, authors have pivoted and our fiction that we're reading about it does have to be on the darker side for us to actually buy that it's happening in the first place. Yeah. 
You know, if when you keep things really like light and fluffy, a lot of people are going to read that and be like, okay. <laughs> it's true, yeah. <laughs> like, I can't take this very seriously yeah. because it's like, you know, it just seems so like silly and ridiculous because yeah. it's so like light and fluffy and like there are no stakes. There's nothing mm-hmm. really all that scary about it as opposed to reading like a proper thriller. You're like, oh, wow. Okay. Like I'm anxious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm on edge with this character and mm-hmm. whatever it is that they're trying to deal with or get away from or solve mm-hmm. or whatever the situation is. Um, and I think that I think that it just makes it makes for books that people are more likely to finish, you know, because they yeah. want to get to the end of, of that course. story and they want you the why. Want to find out. We yeah. always want the why. We want to yeah. know what the situation is. We want to know why, like this person has done what they do. And I think because in a lot of true crime cases, yeah. we don't really get proper answers to those. It's, it's true. You know, it's very much like, be, oh, we never found out who the Zodiac re- killer was. Yeah, or you know? we never under, or this person never really indicated why they did what yeah. they did. Even some person who randomly one day killed one person mm-hmm. and was arrested for it and was put in prison we never really fully understand why Why? like there is not so often there are no proper answers that are Mm. provided and I think that that's really frustrating to people yeah you know when we're listening to things about these cases reading things about these cases watching stuff whatever the situation is um and I do think that a lot of that too because of like the whole like random way that you know people seemingly anyway again we don't know the specifics in a lot of cases but seemingly like snap Mm. and kill someone or in certain cases kill several people Mm. depending on you know what the circumstances of the cases are um because something that i do notice is that as far as like true crime lovers are concerned the majority of the people who i have spoken to seen met who are into it are female or female identifying Um, that's interesting I don't think that's true at all because I just think that in so many cases women are targeted more than men and I think that there's some sort of some there's something deep down in women that makes them want to know why Mm. and prepare almost prepare themselves to a certain extent for the possibility of it or to look for all ways that they could avoid a situation like this potentially because I really find that the majority of people who I see or who are like super super into true crime are are female identifying Mm. as a general rule it's true though like you know we (laughs) yeah (laughs) like you summed it up perfectly like maybe it's just to prepare or to look for the signs you know that we should get away from something some particular type of situation I think that that I think that has something to do with it well I mean we are very like sadly already conditioned to be very aware of our surroundings especially when we're alone you know and it's and you're anywhere you know yeah um yeah, it makes sense that we would be more interested in, in learning about this. Yeah, because we know that statistically, over like overarchingly, female identifying people tend to are more often the victims of violent crime. Mm-hmm. Then obviously you take that into its own other niche where it's, you know, women of color, yeah. um, trans women, yeah. all of those sorts of things are very often um, the victims of violent crime. And I think that people just... I think, I guess that's it. As someone who's female identifying sometimes, you know, with these crazy things that happen, sometimes I just want just, just half an answer. Yep. I just have to like, I would just like to know something, yep. some reason and taking these types of ideations and making them into fiction yeah. and then giving me a reason at the end makes me feel better when I'm reading it. Cause I'm like, okay, yeah. I understand why this person did what they did when so often I'm, you know, consuming something to do with true crime and I don't get that response. Yeah, it's true. 
well, <laughs> that was a lot. That was a lot. And we kind of went off into like a much darker place than I thought we were going to. Let's go watch some true crime. But here we are. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. But here we are. Um, thank you so much for having joined us for Thriller Month here yeah. at Fully Booked. Shereen's going to stop singing that as of next week, I promise. <laughs> Uh, um, you can definitely let us know your thoughts about all of this over on Instagram at fully booked CA and you can check out our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash book was way better and if you are still here with us which I hope you are please feel free to leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you are listening because it really helps us to get the show out in front of more people but until next week and a new theme guys keep on reading thanks everyone Thank you.